Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You've got your great cup of Joe, and you're ready to go. What are five deadly steps that leads us to sin? Does anybody know? Or can you think of more than five or less than five? Back in June, I did an episode. It was five sins that we sweep under the rug. And I examined what was the five sins that Christians like to sweep under the rug because they're embarrassed, because they don't want nobody else to see them, whatever that situation may uh, be. So let's look at what the five steps that lead to sin is. And this is just me. This is stuff that I've researched, stuff I've read about. You may have your own thoughts, maybe more, maybe less, okay? Taking our eyes off the Lord. As we know, taking our eyes off the Lord can be very dangerous. Because if we think about it this way, when we take our eyes off the Lord, we stop praying. And prayer is a gift and one of the most potent weapons against the devil himself. And the devil knows when we're not using that weapon of prayer that we are at our weakness. Our daily conversations with God strengthens us. Our sincere, trusting heart is heard in his will that it also will be listened to as a shepherd gently prodding us away from our sinful thoughts and paths. Without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we are most vulnerable to the temptation of sin. So without prayer in our life, we're weak. When we're weak, the devil will jump on us. We've all been there and done it, right? We've all had the devil jump on us as hard as we've ever felt and just stay on top of us, telling us that we are not worthy, that we are weak, that we are all of this to drive us away from listening to God. And something that we don't take and pay attention to is the fact that this happens to us daily, and sometimes we don't even recognize it. Sometimes we don't recognize it because of the things that's going on in the world. You know, God will never tempt us to sin. God cannot be tempted by evil, and he will draw no one toward the darkness. He's always pointing us to the light. God knows that there is someone out there who's eager to tempt us. And knows how to do it. He knows Satan's out there ready to trip up and get us to pull away at our weakest point. All right. He uses the proper ammunition every time. But if we stay focused on God, we won't see his little minions jumping on the sidelines and trying to capture our attention. Instead, we won't be distracted by his outrageous shenanigans or shouts or motions because we are praying and we're keeping focused. And I know some of you are saying, well, what are you talking about? I'm saying if you have a strong prayer life and you're praying to God every day and and listening now, it's more than just sitting there flapping your gums. You have to listen too, okay? Because the devil's out there and he'll do everything he can to distract us. He loves to do that. If he can get us to pull away from listening to God then he has us at our moment of weakness. 
Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4, 6. We need to understand that when we're praying, when we're seeking the will of God, we don't need to be anxious about anything. The devil, he'll sit there all day long and he'll try to get you so anxious and so tore up out of the frame, you won't know how to think straight. But don't fall for that trap, okay? So besides, besides taking our eyes off the Lord, now we've got to be careful about pondering about our own selfish needs and wants. Because it's hard to think about us when we're imagining Jesus. You can't sit there and worry about you and, and focus on what Jesus has in store or what Jesus wants in our life. It's very hard. All right. Once we drift away from his word and we stop seeking him, the enemy has time to plant the bait to keep us distracted. He encourages us to keep looking to fulfill our needs and our wants. God warns us not to want for anything out of selfish ambitions, but we do it. My heart turned towards statues and not towards selfish gains. Psalms 119.36 When we stop praying and reading the word, we're not heeding the truths that is out there. Instead, we are being distracted by the world. We're being entertained and bombarded by images, sounds, and enticed by television, social media, and our communities. When we go to the checkout lines, we are plastered by the magazines that tempt us to be all about ourselves. If you think about it, so how many times have you gone to the checkout line, right? You're, you're scanning your stuff and there is the magazine rack. It's got the people. It's got uh, what us magazine. It's got the national Enquirer. It's got all these. And it's talking about, you can lose weight and look good by doing this. Uh, this movie star cheated on this person. This movie star is dying. This movie, you know, it's all this garbage that keeps us distracted because we're the ones that are also watching this stuff going, man, I wish I was that person. I wish I had that person's life. I wish this was better. I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, now we're being distracted because you know what? God will give us what we need in his time. We don't take heed to that. We try to speed time up and it doesn't work. Every one of us has wanted something and God has told us to wait or he has told us no. And just like children, we don't like to be told no, do we? We hate to be told no because you know what? If God tells me no, I'm going to go out here and do it on my own. I'm going to make it work for me. I'm not going to listen to him because he doesn't know what's best for me. I know what's best for me. And sometimes people think, well, you know what? God is just this character in a book. He's just a character in a book, and I ain't got to pay attention to him because, you know what, I'm on this earth, he's not. And so that's the devil sitting there, putting all of that garbage in your head, causing you to say that. And the next thing you know, you're going to be down some dark rabbit hole and be in trouble. All right, so Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is uh, faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. So what does that mean? 
That means that we will be tempted. God knows we're going to be tempted in this world because we are flesh. We are we are mankind. We're we're flesh and we are prone to sin. And we're prone to sin because of Adam and Eve. And I've said it multiple times in all my episodes. Sin entered the world through Adam and Eve and it's here today. Because if it was never here today, as I've said before, there would have been no need for Jesus to come to this earth and go to the cross. But Jesus did come to this earth. He went to the cross for you and I, and he made a way for you and I to enter in heaven and live eternity in heaven. And so as we know that we're going to be tempted, God has figured out a way and he has made a way for you and I to be able to bear it. And he also provides us a way to endure it. You know why? Because God is all things. He already had all this figured out way before you and I ever came upon this earth. We had it all figured out. All right. We got to also be careful not to compromise just a little. When we act and the next step to comfort ourselves, we are tempted by something or something we covered or our own evil desires will chase after things. There are many ways that we could be tempted into walking into sin. Sometimes it appears as something good for us. Maybe it doesn't line up with the whole vision of God has for our life, maybe we're enticed by flattery or pride. Still, it begins with a thought in our head. And when we stop thinking about God and we start thinking about ourselves instead, now we're in a battle in our minds. And if we can imagine ourselves with better things, then we start daydreaming more and more about that. All right. We go to parties, we go to places that we have no places, no place being there. All right. We can rationalize that it's okay for us because God's rule may be a little bit old-fashioned for society. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, all right? God's rules and God's things in our life is not old-fashioned. Everything on social media or television or any type of media outlet will tell you that. There are some people in this world that don't believe in God. They believe that he is just a fictitious character in a book that he doesn't matter. But I'm here to tell you today, have I seen God firsthand? Absolutely not. But let me tell you something. I've seen the proof of God's existence. I've seen it through the wonderful things of this world. All right. How do I know Jesus is real? Because I know what I was like before Jesus and what I'm like now after Jesus. I've seen the transformation in my own life. I know the feeling in my own life. I have the joy inside my heart because of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the son of God, which is also a part of the Holy Spirit because it's a part of the Trinity, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps guide me. It helps teach me right from wrong, keeps me on a path. Do I always listen to the Holy Spirit? Absolutely not. Because you know why? I'm just like you. I'm just like you. There ain't a person listening to this episode or this podcast that can sit there and say, oh, I follow what God says 24 hours a day. Bull hockey. Each one of us have sinned and fell short the glory of God. That's what the Bible tells us. We're all flesh. We're all tempted. Okay. So we have to be careful when we cross the bridge of compromise God's word is very clear that temptation leads into a trap and a harmful desire to lead us into ruins and destruction. So once all this is happening, now we start believing into the lies and the the inestable desires and we start losing 
what our focus should be on. All right. So we have to realize we need to stay focused on the word of God. You see the common theme here, ladies and gentlemen? Do you see the common theme? Staying focused on what God has in store for our lives. Reading our Bible, staying in prayer, focusing on what he wants in our life. And knowing that his time is better than our time. His needs and his wants and his life for us is better than what we can ever make on this earth. You know, people, I've said this before, people think that, oh, I just wish I had this person's life because it's so great. Oh, I wish I could just be this movie star for a moment and have this life. Well, here's the thing. And my wife has told me this once before because I had a similar conflict with some people that I knew that no matter what they did, everything turned to gold. All right. It was like, they could take a a common situation and turn it into a gold to the point of making money, to the point of, of happiness. And everything that I was doing at that particular time was just getting me by. And I was frustrated. But my wife told me this. She said, you know what? This may be sad to hear, but this may be the only heaven they know is here on earth. With the things that are happening in their lives and the goods that they're receiving, this may be the only happiness in heaven that they know because they may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. To where I know Jesus, I'm saved, and this may be the hell that I'm going through that I have to pay for in one sense or another because of the things that are going on in my life. But to eventually have heaven, this may be their heaven and hell may be their home. And I never thought of it that way before. I really didn't. Not until she mentioned it. And the more I've thought about that in the past couple of years, it makes more sense. Because you see that time and time again. There are people who have the magic touch. They have the golden horseshoe. But here's the thing. What did it cost them? What did it cost them? Because if they turned away from God, if they never followed the word, then it cost them their salvation. It's cost them life eternal in heaven. Right? Even the Bible tells us that about the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. That's in the book of Romans. The wages of sin is death. But Jesus is eternal. And I believe it also says in the Bible over in the uh, scriptures of the four gospels, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? How much is that man's soul really worth? Because we've all heard it. We might have said it ourselves. Boy, I'd, I would give anything to have this. Be careful with that statement. Because the devil himself will come up and, and challenge you. And say, what are you really willing to give up to have this? We've all seen the comedy movie Bedazzle with uh, Elizabeth Hurley as the devil and, and, and you know, enticing, um, what's his name, for his soul by giving him everything that he wanted. Or a little older movie called The Crossroads um, based on um, a blues uh, singer and guitarist where he went to the crossroads down somewhere in Mississippi and sold his soul to the devil to be the best blues player ever. Um, we've all heard them and seen the movies. 
And we've all know somebody that we've often said, I wonder if they sold their soul. And so we got to be careful with that because once we cross that path, man, it's hard to come back. Okay. Because now we start believing in the lies and our desires. We start seeing all this, like I said earlier. All right. So uh, Colossians 2, 8, it says, see that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depends on human traditions and the element of spiritual forces of this world rather than Christ. All right. The last thing is, is withdrawing from our community of believers. This step may be the final plunge into sin. When we stop seeking God, we stop praying, we stop interacting with godly people. It's like driving a car with no headlights, no warning signals, no brakes. We reap into the sting of sin because it is what we are headed for. Can you imagine driving a car with no headlights, no brakes, no warning signals, no nothing? A hundred mile an hour and you can't stop it and you can't control it. That's what it's like to get into sin once you cross over deep and you don't know how to get out of it. It's like a whirlwind that takes off. So we got to be careful. The right people and environment will keep us free from temptation. We'll witness examples to remind us of the proper behavior. Accountability partners will check in with us to comfort us and to pray with us. All right. If we go to where we don't belong and we're setting ourselves up for failures, as we adventure off the godly path, our conversations will change, and so will our habits. We'll start withdrawing from the community of believers, and we'll start mimicking the world. Because we know that this world is controlled by the enemy. James tells us to avoid being polluted by the world. That's James one twenty seven. You adulterous people, you don't know that friendship of this world means enemy against God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be friends of this world becomes an enemy of God. James 4, 4. Okay. So what does all this mean? What does all this really get to? It's real simple. All right. We got to have our community of believers. We got to be within that community. Once we withdraw from that, we're in a world of trouble. If we look at Corinthians 6, 14, it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what? Do righteous and wicked have in common? Our fellowship can be light, have to be darkness. All right. Second Corinthians 614 is where that is found. We need to understand if we leave our faith community and, and we try to travel out on our own, we're going to fail. We're going to fail. So what do we do? What can we do to avoid sin in our lives? We need to pray and read God's word daily. We need to think less of ourselves and more of him. We need to keep ourselves from idols and temptation, tempting situations. We need to compare every thought and action against the word of God. And we need to stay grounded by the body of believers. There are communities out there, your church, there are, there are good people, good Christian people that can help us keep centered in our life. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I talk about being Christ-centered. I always talk about being Christ-centered because I am a firm believer of it. You know why? Because I've been there and done it and got a t-shirt when I wasn't Christ-centered and I watched everything in my life fall apart. All right, all these five steps that lead to sin, been there and done it, and unfortunately, I got a t-shirt for it. But you know what? I've been able to change that t-shirt and trade it in for a better t-shirt that says, I 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I follow the word and I try to live the best that I can, giving him all the glory of everything that's happened in my life. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I lift my eyes up and I thank the Lord for getting me through it. All right, I'm going to go ahead and share this example with you too, okay? Because this just happened here recently. I was talking to a large media conglomerate about taking this podcast to the next level. And it looked real promising, all right? They sent me a contract, the whole nine yards, and I read it over, looked it over, did all that. Prayed on it, said, Lord, this is your will. If it to be done, it'll be done. If not, it won't. And then earlier this past week, I got the phone call. And it wasn't the phone call I wanted, all right? It was the, hey, thanks for your interest, but you're too small. But you're not this. But you're not that. But when you get all these things, you let us know and we'll come back and talk to you. So my question was, well, what is this magical number you came up with? And you know what? They never could tell me that number. They never could answer that question. So that told me right then and there. I said, all right, Lord, you had a hand in this. You kept this from happening for whatever reason. Yes, I am a small podcaster just like millions that are out there in the world today. No, my name is not fancy enough to have millions of downloads and millions of followers like you see Christian and non-Christian podcasters. But you know what's different between me and a lot of other people? Because every time I get behind this mic, I try to bring you uplifting and encouraging messages about Jesus, the Bible, and life. You know why? Because Jesus is the most relatable person in the world. The Bible is the best instructional guide. And boys and girls, life just happens. Ups and downs, good and bad, life just happens. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop for nothing in this world. Why should I? Do I love to see this podcast go to the next level, to be able to get on a larger stage, to be able to get out there in front of more people? Absolutely. Not because of, of fame and gain. It's because I want to get the word of God out to the lost and dying world. I want people to know who Jesus in a cup of Joe is. I want them to know that this is a place that they can come to when they need that uplifting and encouragement through their daily walk in life, that Jesus is with them every step of the way, because there are People in this world that's fell through the cracks of our local churches. I'm not putting down churches. I'm not putting down uh, preachers. I think churches do a great job for what churches do. But there are people in this world that fall through the cracks because they may not look right. They may not dress right. They may not fit in. And unfortunately, there are cliques in churches, whether churches want to believe it or not. There are there are cliques. Okay, been there, done it, been branded. But that's fine. But this is a place I want everybody to come to because there is no judgment here. All right. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you dress like. I don't care how much money you make. Only thing I care about is if you're coming here to listen to the word of God, because if you're looking for a place to hear the word of God, to be able to hear these messages, then you're in the right spot. And then if you want to donate to this, that's between you and God. That has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to sit there and beg people for money. And I'm not going to sit there and hold people hostage for money. Because that's not what this is about. This is about me doing what I'm doing. Behind a microphone. Behind a camera. Doing videos. Because at the end of the day. It's all about sharing that message with you guys. Alright. 
So that is the five steps that I found that leads us into sin. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure you could probably think of more. But here's the deal. All right. We need to be strong. We need to take take the word of God seriously, especially in this day and time, and know that the devil is out here more and more in our face. It used to be the devil used to hide in the darkness and in the, the shadows and jump out at us. But now he's more bold than ever and he's in our face. If you don't believe me, look around. With the Roe versus Wade, with the uh, uh, pride months, with everything that you see on television, things you hear on the radio, the devil's out here more and more and he's in our face. And he's laughing in each and every one of us that are believers in God because you know why? He knows that sometimes we're way too timid to do anything about it. And so the unbelievers are taking over. And that's fine. They can have this world because you know what? I'm not a part of this world. The Bible tells me I'm not a part of this world. I am a separate person just traveling through waiting to get home. And I'm a will go home one of these days. I promise you that. So listen, as I get ready to wrap up, it's real simple. I love each and every one of you, and I thank you for listening to Jesus in a Cup of Joe. All right. I thank you for following, for sharing, and for just giving this podcast out to people. All right. So because of you guys is the reason I'm able to do this. So thank you so much. Listen, I use social media as much as I don't care for social media, but I use it. So I do have a Facebook page. I do have Instagram and Twitter, and I also have a website, JesusInACupofJoe.com. If you want to go to that website, I have everything that you need. I got all of the episodes on here, all the video episodes. There's a merchandise store. There's a blog page or a devotional page that I try to do. Also, you can message me through the Facebook because I also have a prayer group set up because I believe that's very important. Where two or more are gathered in his name, he's there. And I believe in more than ever in this day and time, we need to have prayer. And people are going through a lot of things in this world. So if they come and they start praying or asking for prayer, it could be unspoken. We can all bow our heads and pray for someone. So we got to we gotta be able to take care of each other, okay? So listen, um, last thing. All of you from Arizona, when I was out there this past week at the Shima conference that may be listening. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast and uh, hope and pray each and every one of y'all have a fantastic uh, trip home and, and got home safely. Okay. So as I get ready to wrap up, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And just remember you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joke. God bless.